0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Ryan Edwards won't face any disciplinary action for Saturday's challenge on Alfredo Morelos Three Hamilton Ackies players test positive for coronavirus with training cancelled for the day and Jim Goodwin hits out at a lack of leadership from the league in St Mirren's goalkeeping emergency I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Roger Hanna We've not even started yet and they've reeled off three fantastic rows from the weekend St Mirren's goalkeepers Ryan Edwards' challenge Hamilton's positive COVID test My goodness Can you imagine what it's going to be like Once we get the four midweek games Out of the way Gordon uh, Gordon Diel You're awake You've joined us on the show Great to have you How are well, you You looking forward been awake, oh, I, I saw a picture on Twitter Of you asleep In the office uh, see, Honestly Do you know something You can't do I was actually stretching my back Gordon Because of, well, Your eyes shut Yeah because it's concentration Uh my hips are a bit sore I've been overdoing it in the, the bike and stuff like that so I had to take the advantage of lying down and sort of stretching so that I'm ready to go tonight well that's uh, I can't w- believe you to for <laughs> once it wasn't me but was th- there's a very interesting response on Twitter I'll maybe get to that a bit <laughs> later on uh, in a serious note Gordon the mm-hmm. Scottish football is never quiet how many big stories can you squeeze into one day? We mentioned that Ryan Edwards on Morelos, the three Aki's players, the St Mirren situation. Neil Lennon did his press today because Celtic have got a big game tomorrow and we've got European action on Thursday. It, it is truly all happening. Well, it's all kicking off in Scottish football and we don't expect anything less, Gordon. It started at the weekend with the debate about St Mirren. No goalkeepers had to go and get that emergency loan. Uh, a lot of people having their, their opinion on it You know, and mostly it's about Well, let's feel sorry for St Mirren Whether you do or don't It's your opinion Because people will look at it and say Well, if it's Celtic Rangers What would happen then? That's all opinions Again, Saturday afternoon We get the Morelis situation Ryan Edwards A lot of people saying red card A lot of people saying not a red card Today Nothing taken No so, action Yeah so we've got a lot of opinions tonight 0141-951-1025 That is the number you need to share Your opinion on any of those talking points Or any that you think we've missed This is the place to do it So give us a call And let us know what is on your mind We're on at Clyde SSB on Twitter as well But of course we love speaking to you on the phones 0141-951-1025 You're playing audio later on from Jim Goodwin He did his media today ahead of the Celtic game tomorrow night Gordon But I'm going to take you back to his previous uh, media call Last Thursday Ahead of the game against Hibernia And he just announced that Jack Anik was going to miss the game And it was hours before Dean Linus Also tested positive And Peter Urminski had to go into self-isolation Jim Goodwin said This is going to be the norm We're not going to be the only team That are affected by this this season Get used to incidents like this happening And players missing games Well, fast forward five days And it's Hamilton Ham- I can't even say it Happened, happened to, to Hamilton, Hamilton Ackies Three players out um, Perhaps more to come They'll be tested again later in the week um, Due to play Kilmarnock on Saturday um, It's happened to St Mirren It's happened to Hamilton It's happened to Hibbs Who lost Alec Gogic for a game against Aberdeen Because of a false positive It's mm. only a matter of time 
Till it happens to Celtic and Rangers So much to get through That is certainly one of them That we'll deal with Before 8 o'clock But it's 01419511025 So don't hang about Get your call in nice and early And like I said We're on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB Let's start with the most Recent story If you like That was this afternoon When it became clear That Dundee United Defender Ryan Edwards Escaped retrospective action For his challenge On Alfredo Morelos I know for a fact that you will have an opinion on that Whether you agree or disagree Let's hear it right now on the phones This was the day, if you like, that we would find out If or not Ryan Edwards would face any retrospective action As you will have seen over the weekend He caught Alfredo Morelos with a high boot on the knee Morelos had a cut in the knee, had to be stretchered off No action taken at the time Um... Now the disciplinary process has kicked in The Scottish Football Association's compliance officer Claire White Refers the challenge to three former referees They have to unanimously agree That it should have been a red card defence And clearly that has not happened And therefore no further action will be taken Is that the right call or the wrong call? 01419511025 Roger Hanna, we've been here before yeah, we've been here many times and I do enjoy a good SFA disciplinary debate with you, Gordon. Um, Stephen Gerrard said in the show after the game at the weekend he doesn't want to be the type of manager who's running about demanding other players get yellow cards or red cards. Um, Kevin Clancy, you spoke about the protocol there. The first thing Claire White does when she looks at it is speak to Kevin Clancy, the referee, and say, are you happy that you get a good view of that, Kevin? Now, when that question was put to Kevin Clancy, fair play to Kevin Clancy. Put his hands up and said I don't think I saw the whole thing And therefore it then gets moved mm-hmm. on To the referees Now There's no Correct You know Definitive way of doing this They look at They ask three former referees to look at it I don't know whether the former referees look at it And apply the rules From the days when they were refereeing You wouldn't have thought so You wouldn't to have be thought fair. So. But if you were to apply The rules As they are today the rule that says it's a red card of offence if you endanger an opponent. It looked to me, and I'm not a former referee, Gordon, it looked to me that the challenge endangered the opponent. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you could make a, quite a strong argument for a red card. But yet, the three referees couldn't come to a unanimous agreement on it. I mean, Gordon, the, the process is supposed to be robust. That's not to say that people will not um, disagree with the outcome. That's That's football. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of it. Three former referees have looked at it. They all have to agree... That it was definitely a red card We don't find out the exact breakdown So it could well be that this has just missed by the skin of the teeth It could be that two referees thought Yes, that's definitely a red And the third one thought Do you know what? I'm not quite sure it is I'm going to go no And therefore it falls down By the way, it might have been the other way All three of them might have looked at it and said No, absolutely no chance But people... As always in these cases Are going to be very split We're going to have people on here Saying that it is a horrendous decision And it's a laughing stock for Scottish football That there's no action taken Other people will shrug the shoulders And say Right decision was taken And we'll try somehow To pick our way through it Yeah and it's going to be interesting Tonight to see What the callers do think about it Gorm um, I'm sure a bigger majority Will think it should have been a red card It's all about opinions I've watched it many times um, the, the one thing you look at the, the full picture of it is surprising When the tackle is made and play goes on You don't see many Rangers players you know, at the referee Which normally everybody talks about the reaction of players But in my opinion, if you were asking me 
I, I can't, can't believe it's no car You know If, if he mm. says yellow red Then well, I then think They don't a, give out Retrospective that, yellows Of course yeah, No no that. But I'm talking about On the day um, I think My personally I think it was a red card I'll just ask If the game's down south The game's live In television mm-hmm. And it's subject to VAR yep. And everybody's looking at it And it goes to Stockley Park For a current referee To look at it Do we think Ryan Edwards gets a red card I think he does 0141-951-1025 That's what Roger and Gordon thinks Which is mildly interesting But I'm more interested in what you think Let's hear from Raymond in Cumbernauld Hi Raymond Hi, uh, how you doing? Hi, First time on callers I've been tagging on for the years Right, what made you call um, up then? Are you that angry about this Morelos business? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think um, I think it's a red card We can see it We can see it You can see the The body language and everything and the refereeing standards are absolutely shocking. That's my first point. Um, well, let's, let's take that first point then. Let, let's break them up. Ro- um, Roger, let's remind ourselves what what the rules are. It seems like a sensible place to start. Not everyone starts there. We, we hear all sorts of talk about intent and this and that. But let, let's look at the criteria that you're supposed to adhere to. The rule for serious foul play is this. Is it a tackle or a challenge that endangers the safety of an opponent or uses excessive force or brutality? If so, it must be sanctioned as serious foul play. Now, what's interesting about this, Roger, is that you can easily break that into two parts. If I ask you the first part, did the tackle endanger the safety of Alfredo Morelos? Well, he's been stretchered off with a big hole in his knee. Yes, Your Honour, it did. So so, so the answer there for a lot Mm -hmm. of people would be yes. It's maybe not excessive force Would you Would you yes, agree with that part? The way you read out there, You said to be or Correct. not and Correct um, That said Gordon mm-hmm. um, I wonder if there's then a, a difference between the sort of As, as Roger alluded to with, with VAR Or any sort of retrospective action So Kevin Clancy at the time He's, he's got that kind of split second I've heard people say Well he, you know, he should have taken his time But he, d- he doesn't know in that moment That Morelos ha- has got that cut and, you know, So in terms of Of us having the benefit of hindsight However The three referees who looked at it today Do know yeah. and, 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 and did see the full picture Can you see any way in which the challenge Doesn't endanger the, the safety of Alfredo Morelos? No I can't Gordon uh, I do agree with the excessive force I don't think that was the case but the danger of the opponent does. You're right, Kevin Clancy, it's great for us after it, we can slow it down, we can see photographs of it, we can take our time, but he gets one go at it, and he's decided, obviously I've not seen enough of it, he never took any action about it, and I think everybody reacts when they see the cut after the, the, the incident, but there's three ex-referees today sat down, they cannot agree, so it shows you that, you know, this is all about whether you think, opinion-wise, was it a red or not? My opinion was, if I was refereeing that game and I seen that uh, tackle, it'd be a red card. Um, Raymond, I mean, Stephen Gerrard had his say, obviously, about if the shoe was on the other foot, you know, Morelos wouldn't have got away with it. Do you buy into that sort of thing? Uh, no, if the shoe was on the other foot, it would have been off a part. I don't know, if they turn the tables, I don't know. But we've got other officials on the part there. We've got two lines in there And you've got a fourth official Can they not turn around and say That's a red card to the ref Yeah Do you not think Kevin Clancy Yeah Raymond You've got to understand That the referee sometimes decides Look I'll I'll take charge unless I ask But if you look where the linesmen are Assisting referees I think the referees probably get the best view of it He's the nearest Mm. to Gordon I I don't even know Roger If 
And well, you can correct me if, if I'm wrong. If that is is as much of an issue on this one. I, f- I feel like I'm not that surprised that it was missed at the time because, as Gordon says, look at the reaction from the Rangers players. They miss it. Yeah. We all we're obsessed with bias in this part of the world. The people who are allowed to be biased are Kamar Roof, Glenn Kamara, and all of Alfredo Morelos' teammates. They're more than welcome to be biased because they should have his back. If you watch it in 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 real time, it's not immediately clear what's happened. However. That that excuse, if you want to call it that, can't be in play today because the three referees have got the benefit of of all the yeah. replays. And, and listen, Raymond is a first team caller. I have to commend them for the way he's approached this topic and the way he's talked about Kevin Clancy. I listened to the show last night. I think it was William who came on to talk about Willie Collum. It was a St Mirren fan came on to talk about Willie Collum and used them unfortunate language and Hugh had to take him to task. And Hugh said, you know, the referees are they're human beings as well, and they are. And they do make mistakes. Look at down south at the weekend. John Moss sent off Kyle Walker-Peters of Southampton. Goes to VAR. The video assistant says, I'm not sure you've got that right, John. Go and look at the pitch side monitor. Goes and looks at it and decides, you know something, I didn't see that properly. I've sent the boy off for a yellow card offence. Comes back on, takes away the red card, gives him a yellow card. Referees in Scotland also need help. They need VAR. We're being left behind. It's not fair... Callers coming on Abusing Willie Collum Or Kevin Clancy Or anyone else These referees mm. need help And I'm not buying the story anymore There's not enough money In Scottish football Because Celtic Rangers Are spending millions And Aberdeen and Hibs Despite saying "Oh, We're not going to We're not going to sign any players Until we repay the players the, the wages that we deferred During the summer Every time you turn round They're adding another player Mother will have a bigger squad than ever There's enough money in Scottish Comes from a different a pot form. of money though Surely it's, does it not It's still money The clubs need to pay for it The clubs choose not to pay for it So if they don't want VAR Stop moaning about the refs So I'm interested to find out Why you're so confident That it would have been a red card with the benefit of VAR Yet three referees of Former referees Have looked at it today And they don't think It was a red card Because Gordon The three Former referees You listen to Former players Guys we do the show mm. Daz here Jim Duffy Fraser Wishart Ollie Alec Ray How many times do you hear Former players saying Oh listen in my day That wouldn't have been a red card In their day well, Maybe wouldn't have been a red card So in the day Of these referees they're maybe thinking well, I'm not sure Read out that rule again Gordon That you read out In today's rule I'm not saying these rules Are right or wrong mm-hmm. What I'm saying is We have to Adhere to the mm-hmm. rules And if you adhere To that rule Ryan Edmondson Should have been sent off Ryan Edwards I should say You'd like to think though That they have a copy Of that rule in front of them And that's the criteria That they go on As as directed by that, the, the compliance department At the you, Scottish you, FA You would think And if that's the case It baffles me even more Okay, uh, thanks to Raymond and Cumbernauld Raymond, it was good to have you on for the first time Hopefully uh, we hear from you again What about Chris and Stevenson, what's your take on it? Hi guys, good evening I yep. find it incredible that you're actually debating a, a judgement made by three former referees And then in the next tone you're trying to say these referees need help It's incredible, I mean, the guy Ryan I've only seen it once on TV in a, a news clip And to me he's making a clearance He's not putting a tackle in on the boy Morelos. He's, putting, he's making a clearance. Now, the, the follow-up to that should then be, are the compliance officer going to be referred, is Mr. Stephen Jenner going to be referred to the compliance officer for his, his, his uh, take on the, the slight that he made on the referee's integrity? 
Well, the thing about it is, Chris, when when you talk about you know you, you can't believe there's even a debate. Let let me ask you about your interpretation of the rule because, by the way, you're right. I think most people are acknowledging that it's not the type of challenge we're used to seeing. It's not it's not really a tackle. You know, it's not you know there's no real sort of pace, and it's not as if Ryan Edwards' weight is is going you know flying forward the momentum into to Morelos. Um, but does he endanger his safety, Chris? Accidentally or not? Well, the question is, does Morelos endanger himself? Because the guy's making a clearance. <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> it's almost, listen, MDS ever kicked a ball in their life knows it's impossible. It's absolutely impossible when you're making a full bloody kick at a ball to stop your momentum in your leg immediately. That, you can't again, do that. again that, that, that might well be valid, Chris, but I'll, I'll try again. If you, if you end up with a, a hole or a gash and a cut in your knee, have you had your safety endangered? The question is, did he endanger himself? So this is Alfredo Morelos's fault. So he put he put his <laughs> knee in there to get a, da- a, a gash in it to endanger himself. Is that what you're trying to say there, Chris? No, sir. I'm not saying he put his knee in there to get a gash in it. I said he, so, his timing was out. The guy made a clearance and he came into the guy after the, the guy cleared the ball. Wow. I mean, I must admit, I, I, I'm comfortable with the fact that you don't have to think it's a red because I'm, I'm, I'm here to sit on the fence ultimately, but I, I didn't think we would get that it was, <laughs> it was Morelos' fault, I must admit. Um, no, I'm surprised at that take. I hadn't really considered that, that Chris's take either, but um, the, the bottom line is the boy is in the clear. He will play for Dundee United against St Mirren at the weekend. Alfredo Morelos is now fitting well He's flown out with Rangers to Gibraltar this afternoon For the game against Lincoln Red Imps On Thursday afternoon um, Rangers have enough injury worries to Concern themselves about at the minute So um, tonight After the show we can draw a line Under it, interesting to see though What happens if there are similar Challenges later in the season because There doesn't seem to be a hard and fast You know in- interpretation of this you- You've read the rule out a couple of times tonight And it's well worded You would think it would be easy to Work their way around To me, to my eyes It is Gordon Endangering an opponent He looks to me to have mm. endangered Alfredo Morelos Clearly others don't agree with me I think I think everybody's got their opinion Roger And people will say No it wasn't a, a red card It was a yellow Some people say it's a red But I don't think And I'm, I've not got a problem with people's opinion That somebody would say Well Morelos <laughs> Endanger himself I don't think that's the case yeah. um, Tags is on saying Gordon you're being very selective Me um, You obviously never watched The Rangers game Which I did Borna Barisic was really angry After the challenge And almost got himself sent off The argument that Rangers players Didn't react Is a lie No that's bang on I'm talking about that And by the way This is not me saying That this makes any difference As to whether it's a red or not It's just an observation You don't even have to care About the observation I'm talking about The immediate reaction Roger there isn't one But the thing Play goes on and, and, and by the way Tags is bang on Once he sees how much Distress Morelos is in He gets he gets very angry forget, about it. Sorry Roger forget, I, I watched it a few times For coming as well Forget about Barisic Have a look at the Rangers captain He's not that far away From Clancy He's not that far away From the incident Now he's a captain So if he thinks That's That bad a tackle He would have been right at, And you know what Like Tavernier is he's, he, can, he can go and have a go Referees Quite rightly so He's a captain of the team He's a leader But I Forget that Whether Rangers players Complain about it Or you can tell by You know The fact of the Reaction of the players Is it a red or not 
you don't you look you take the tackle Gordon yeah that, that, that's the, the thing that, that, that's not when I bring that up that's not to say oh it's obviously not red because the Rangers players don't react I'm talking about the difference sometimes between immediately what happens and when you see it back that's all and, I'm trying and, to say and also I, I don't think we want open season on referees so I'm going to bug the trend here and credit Kevin Clancy the easiest thing in the world for Kevin Clancy to do today when he gets the phone call from Claire White is to say yeah so I'm happy with it you can, nothing to see here but Kevin Clancy actually said Listen, I, I know all about it I didn't get the perfect view I didn't see everything Yes, you know Bring the three former refs in To have a look at it So, fair play to Kevin Clancy 0141-951-1025 That's the number you need Let's hear from you You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL was caught No he wasn't Napping in the office Before we came on air And producer Dan has stitched him right up Producer Dan's taking a picture of you asleep He's put it on Twitter and he's asked people to guess what you were dreaming of. He's put the wee, he's put, he's put the wee dream bubble up and he's asked people uh, to to try and and have their suggestions as to what you were dreaming of. Some outstanding suggestions have come oh, in. No. Um, there's a really really disturbing one. Getting one in my house. Uh, there's, there's a few disturbing ones actually. Mark Dougal has sent in and he has photoshopped the the thought bubble and he's put what is essentially Hugh Evans in a bikini. And <laughs> <laughs> the, the thought bubble. Um, Grant says he's dreaming about his fifteenth stag do. Yeah, could be. Could um, be. Darren says, "Is it the thirty-four minutes that he played for Man City?" Okay. Oh, wow. ask, ask him if he ever played for Man City. And because it's a picture of you and lying there, um, a few people on a similar. Liam says, "Is he dreaming about a decent pair of trainers?" <laughs> Tom <laughs> Notches. Uh, not much tread on them A few people are, are, are trying to say And I must them? admit My favourite I think so far Still time um, <laughs> Where is it? Um, my favourite is from The Ginger Ninja Who says He's dreaming of Rhinoplasty <laughs> Very very hard I thought it was harsh enough when You don't you... know that is do you? No A nose job <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing I thought that was funnier oh, I, I, yeah. I thought of Harsh and you, you, you He's a good looking guy you, yeah. you go all the way to Dingwall on Saturday exactly, mate. You actually you're, you're smart enough to take precautions Against the cold weather You take your best blanket up with you Wrap yourself up to stay warm Stay on top of the game And I'll, They just mock you I listen to that mushroom I'm having enough of this I, li- I listen to that mushroom on Saturday night I'm going on very, Twitter very I'm going on Twitter soon I'm going to fight back Right back to far more serious issues Kirk is in Seamill How's it going Kirk? Yeah good How are you panel? Not too bad at all What's your take on all this Ryan Edwards Compliance officer or Alfredo Morelos stuff? It's, it's an interesting one I think the panel has looked at Carefully uh, You're either on one side of the And support the decision of the And the Right, Kirk, I'll tell you what, the line's not great So we'll see if producer Dan can talk to you um, and, and try and, and clear something up um, Just to give you a flavour of on Twitter I mean, it won't surprise you to hear it's so split Grant saying, red card all day, dress it up any way you like Don't be silly, it's a red card um, Paisley Carabao Army Is on a sort of Taking us down an interesting route here Roger, I love these mad hypotheticals But it's interesting He says if a player attempts an overhead kick, scores a brilliant goal, but on his follow-through catches the defender on the head, is that sending off? I suppose it depends where the defender's head is. 
you know, you've seen these before. Some of these wonderful goals chalked off because of dangerous play. Um, I don't know if that would be different because it would be judged as not when challenging for the ball. I think the point they're all trying to get at, and John G makes a similar point. He says, you know, Clyde Super Scoreboard are claiming that because someone has an injury, it's enough to give a red card. That's absolutely wild. Um, And I kind of get that as well, Roger. You can't always look for. You know, just because someone's injured doesn't mean it's a red card. However, that is seemingly at odds with the wording of the rule. There's no one size fits all solution to this. All you can do is look at individual isolated incidents, which is what we're doing, and apply the rule of law in the Articles of Association of the SFA to it. The rule of law, you've read that a couple of times tonight, Gordon, endangering an opponent. Now, to my mind, Ryan Edwards' challenge endangered Alfredo Morelos. Let's try and bring Kirk back in. Hi, Kirk. Sorry about that No, not your fault, on you go Yeah, so I think, you know, what I was trying to say there was There's always going to be two sides of the situation And, you know, you're either on the side that the decision of the referee was correct Or it wasn't at the time And they've even gone to the length now of bringing in the three former referees To look at the situation and say, well, whether it was right or wrong Now it's interesting what you discussed there on the panel Whether that the action was with intent or not to injure in accordance with the rule. So I just wonder whether you think the referee and the backup referees, you know, have looked at whether it was an intentional action or accidental. In a weird way, Roger, I, I hope they haven't. I know loads of people like this, but I don't want to keep reading the rule. Intent has no, yeah. the, 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 there is no relevance yeah. to intent. And I, it's, it's human nature, though. I get why Kirk does it. I get why I've done it. I get why we all do it and say, Oh, right, he doesn't mean to hurt him, but well, intent is not uh, not mentioned I've, anywhere. I've no great desire to see Ryan Edwards suspended for two games and banned. Doesn't do anyone any good. Certainly doesn't do the player of Dundee United any good. I'm making the point that I think it should have been a red card simply because I am applying the law to the incident as I see it. Now, Daz made a very good point when we were off, there, off air at the break. Why do three former referees come in and look at it? Why don't they just get Kevin Clancy to come back? And Kevin Clancy, to be fair, has said, I didn't see it properly. Mm. Why doesn't Kevin Clancy, as as the match official, then come in and say, had I seen it properly, had I seen all of this, I would have mm. done done this? Well, to be fair, I mean, then yeah. then, you, then you could be accused of just sticking by your own decision so you don't make yourself look daft. This is... This is a, in, in normal people's logic This would be a more robust way of doing it Now we don't apply normal people logic In, no. in, in questions of Scot- Scottish football I, I disagree but, but, with that Gordon I, I don't think you would just stick by your decision no, but, So that you wouldn't no, no, make I'm, yourself I'm not saying bad. I'm not saying he would But it leaves you open to that accusation yes. It leaves you open to the possibility Whether you think they're experts or, experts or not the, the official line is You're taking it from one set of expert eyes And offering it to three sets of expert eyes It's mm-hmm. supposed to be a more robust way of but, doing but it But I, 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 I sort of disagree with that right Because a couple of things in this I think that he knows the game He's refereed it Roger touched on a point About Saturday An English Premier League referee He could have went over that monitor And said No I'm happy with the decision Right But what it did was It gave him an extra Few minutes A, a, a few more looks at the incident And then decided And this is why well, I What believe... makes you think It would be any different though That's the bit I can't really understand Well I think that Kevin Clancy Has got an opportunity To bring him in on Monday He's already said I've not seen it he knows the pace of the game He's what refereed the game He sits down He looks at that And he thinks Now I've seen it for every angle I stick by my judgement Or I would have given a red card I think that's easier Than a, a, a three-part what, what, what makes it any different though? What makes you think We're going to 
you know, what does that improve? That you've just ex- all you've done there is explain what the process would look like. How how is that well, beneficial? Well, be- because he's the referee, right? Yeah, I know that. And 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 if he had VAR on Saturday, right? So this is a VAR could, comparison. No, no, no. Right, but I'm just giving right. If he had VAR well, on Saturday, valid. he could have ran over to the screen and he'd have got that look that he didn't need the panel. He could have then ran over to the incident and said red card or yellow card or I'm I'm sticking by okay. my decision. That's where I think we've got it wrong. Uh, Kirk, what do you make of that then? That the point I made about intent because it's it's impossible to take it out of your kind of human nature when yeah. you watch it. But, but unfortunately, it's just not written into the football rules, really. No, and I think that's entirely right. But but what we have to adhere to is the SFA setup, and if the rules at the moment don't support the referee to make an informed judgment and issue a red card, then Kevin Clancy can only do what he thinks right. And if he doesn't have the support he needs to say, right, red card, he can't issue one. If he's not seen it, he doesn't get the support from the linesman or VAR, which we currently don't have, he can't make an informed choice. So I've got to support the referee in this instance. And if three former referees are looking at it from the same perspective... They've got to be supported That That's that's the sensible answer Roger I know, I know we don't do that I'm not saying you all have to agree um, But it's it's gone through a process Whether you think yeah, there are gone, problems listen, with it or not Because it's no. not as simple as saying Clancy's hopeless He's out to get my team Blah 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 All the usual stuff that you hear Because the, a lot no, more has now happened no, on that incident No and, and, and my, Listen the, the referees, As you said when the caller came on about Wally Collum last night I'm not biased they don't, you know, want one team to win at the expense of the other, um, but they are human beings. They're vulnerable to the same mistakes, errors of, of all human beings. There's no doubt Willie Collum made a couple of errors at the St Mirren Hibs game at the weekend. Ryan Cortes, Cortes nearly caught the ball, bounced it, and threw it out for a, a bye kick, and yet it wasn't a penalty given against him. Kevin Clancy, by Kevin Clancy's own admission, Gordon didn't see the incident properly. Now the process then. Takes it out of Kevin Clancy's hands I'd be interested to find out Had the process allowed Kevin Clancy To look at it again What his judgement would have been Alright, thank you very much to Kirk In Seamill on the line It's 01419511025 If you'd like to join us John is on the line What have you got for us on it, John? Good evening, gentlemen Right See the tackle mm-hmm. Tackle starting Bob's your uncle Right He's falling through his comb Right Where was his empathy? Where not once him, any Clancy, nobody, when he stood there, right, he done that tackle. Where it meant it, no meant it. Never once went over to even see Morelos was okay. Didn't acknowledge. It's as if he didn't give two dams what he just done. Funnily enough, John Gordon McFarlane tweeted a similar point He says, what annoyed me, there was no remorse from Edwards It's not been discussed Surely if you've accidentally hurt a fellow player resulting in injury like this You would hold your hands up and say, sorry, it's accidental Edwards did not um, So I'm not just down to the individual, Gordon We can't decide what, what a player decides to do on the pitch If he injures a player or mistimes a tackle or something happens Yeah, Sporting wise You're hoping that he would go over And see a fellow professional To make sure he was okay If Edwards decides not to do that Then <laughs> What about now Gordon then? What about now Gordon He's not even come out in the press And said right listen He doesn't need to defend himself He could say by the way I hope he's alright He's no remorse for that So oh. in my, in my intent my, my opinion with that With no remorse or not He intentionally knew what he was doing then 
I'm not sure if we can make that leap, Roger. It's it's Tuesday. The game is set. Ryan Edwards, to my knowledge, hasn't been interviewed yet. I'm not really expecting him to make a statement about about it. I think to 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 instantly hold it against him because he's not apologised publicly. Is that is that maybe a bit unfair? Well, Ryan, it's oh one four one nine five one. If you're if you're listening tonight, just just call in and he says, "Listen, that all players are different." Daz will tell you he played against big, burly, ugly centre halves for twenty years. Some of them would kick him and just walk past him. Others would kick him and make sure he was okay after they kicked him. So I'm not going to really hold that against Ryan Edwards that he didn't get down and make sure Morelos was okay because different players, you know, are different when they get onto the field. Early. The good news is Johnny made the plane today. He travelled um, to Gibraltar with the Rangers squad, as did Jermaine Defoe, as did Alan McGregor. No Ryan Jack and Brandon Barker, obviously, after those injuries. Are you, are you looking forward to tomorrow? It's not tomorrow It's not Thursday. Thursday Good point That's why I'm glad, glad you're here not To keep Thursday. me on my toes Listen That game is, You know what I mean It's been through games Teams like this if we, if we don't do them We don't put them at the ladder Then we'd be Something to worry about You know what I mean At the end of the day They're getting paid Thousands of pounds To play against a part time team So they should be played out of the ladder That game should just be But you know what it's like Astra Turf You've seen a player of the day Anthony Stokes No more greatest fan can you handle playing in a, an Ashtar part? The part should be banned in football, but I think we should take care of that and then we move on to the next round. But my, my, I really, Roger, I heard you. I don't agree with what you are saying, right? And it's really bugging me. Where was his empathy? If it's, got, it's a sad day. The only player, the only other player I've ever really seen in near Moss was Roy Keane. If you cough something too, which I've done in football. You, and you know you've made a mistake. You don't need to. You know what I mean? You know get. I mean, you got to make sure the guy's all right. You know, you're not hurt somebody. Physically hurt somebody. I spotted one the other day in Sky. They were playing back some of the old old firm games. John, remember Majid Bagheera slamming into the back of Robbie Keane and got up and winking at the camera. Ah uh, well, 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 but come on, no. But Robbie Keane wasn't the line. Never gashing his leg. No, and no, you had the no, chance to. The chance to. Majid didn't know that. He had the chance to go He had the chance to go there. It was that long it was going on. And by the way, Clancy never even went and checked in his welfare. And he's the referee. Is he going to check his referee, the guy's the player's welfare? He's the man in charge. I mean, I admire John for being so so empathetic mm-hmm. when others aren't. We can only really sort of look at it in a, in a football context rather than the kind of human one, Gordon. I, I don't know, I mean... Can we can we be too critical? Do we really know what's going through Ryan Edwards' See, head at the time? He might just think. Name, name names, Daz. What, what defenders booted you and walked away? What defenders booted you and made sure you were okay? Oh, guys, he I can't remember what I he had for breakfast. Yeah, let's I, be I, honest. But I played in the days when you knew that the first tackle was allowed, Roger. Who, who, was, so, who was the hardest? Oh, big Roy Aiken. Oh, Roy it was incredible. You knew he was coming. But a lovely guy, Roy. I've got to say. But so he back, would apologise, no? Yeah, uh, Roy probably would apologise after a game. But some players would probably wait till he got the tunnel and just have a wee chance. Say, look, I, you know, I mistimed him. I'm a bit apologetic on that. But I'm not really into this whether players run. She's a player, Gordon. I take a, a bad tackle. I'm not lying there thinking. I hope the guy that's just kicked me comes over and pats me in the head and apologises. I'm not really into that sort of thing. Players act in different ways in football uh, pitches. Some look in, maybe as I touched on, you could begin up the tunnel after it and say to one of the Rangers boys, listen, I hope he's okay, tell him, you know, I apologise for that. We never know what goes on. 
But I'm not just digging out, uh, out Edwards because he doesn't run over and Clancy doesn't run over. <sighs> Look, it's a tackle. It's not the, the worst tackle I've ever seen in my life. It's a tackle and everybody's talking about it. The decision's been made. Time to move on from it. Good luck. 01419511025. Good time to get your call in. We're going to get travel with Stephen and we could be speaking to you next. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The usual number for you to get in touch or Twitter is an option for you at Clyde SSB. Um, coronavirus hour. I feel like every night we need to dedicate a, yeah. a bit of time to it. It's affecting all walks of life. Football is not immune to that. And uh, today, Roger, three Hamilton Ackies players have tested positive for coronavirus. They'll now be absent for the club, um, from the club for 10 days as they self-isolate. And in the last 10, 15 minutes or so, Anne and Athletic have confirmed that they also have four players who've tested positive and their planned friendly against Queen of the South has been postponed. Now, remember, the lower league clubs don't have to go through the testing protocols that the Premiership clubs do. Um, but nevertheless, three Hamilton players, four Annan players. Um, what do you make of it? Well, to coin the, a phrase of 2020, this is the new normal, Gordon. This is going to happen now. Um, Aberdeen, the Aberdeen 8, a couple of them tested positive. We've now had two positive tests at St Mirren, a false positive at Hibs. We've had a number of positive tests today at Hamilton. Now, these are all professional football clubs operating in a bio-bubble. Um, they're testing regularly, testing twice a week. I think Aki's will test again on Thursday ahead of the game against Kilmarnock. Now, the clubs are getting used to the fact that they're going to have to play some games without some players, whether they like it or not. Jack Ross lost Alec Gogich even when he hadn't returned a positive test. And all the Aki's players that returned positive tests today will miss the game at Kilmarnock. They've got the squads that can carry that. I would worry, does mention it off air earlier on, I would worry about some of the lower league clubs and their mm. ability to fulfil fixtures through the winter if they were losing numbers of players to positive tests. It, I mean, it's clearly a worry. That you, it's, it's, it's not good, you know, it's not it's not good news, obviously. Um, but is there a case, Roger, for, for everyone to maybe try and just kind of take stock and, and realise that, that this is where we're at and, and you have to get... You know, could, could you say that... 100%. For, you know, the testing, for instance, you could argue that this means the testing's working. It's yeah. good. You find and out who's got it, you isolate them, you test again, and then you move on and you get on with it, as we've seen in other countries and in other sports and, as well. And every facet of society, we are finding... Different problems and different solutions to these problems and different issues we've never faced before and football is no different to that. Um, I would like to hope the authorities through this winter and autumn adopt a flexible approach to incidents like this. And if there's a repeat of this Annan in the month of January and it's eight players rather than four players, Gordon, that a sensible approach is taken to their fixtures. I'm not convinced a sensible approach was taken to the St Mirren decision at the weekend. I know mm. why it was discussed in the show on Saturday. I know why the decision was taken. President had been set with Ryan Stevenson and Wraith Rovers three years earlier, but that wasn't a COVID-induced problem. That was a different problem. And I think as we get deeper into this season and find more issues with positive COVID tests, I think the authorities do need to be a bit mm. flexible and to use the word John kept using in the last call, 
bit empathetic towards clubs and individuals who have been affected mm. by COVID-19 We're going to get right into the St Mirren debate just after 7 because we're going to hear from Jim Goodwin and Neil Lennon um, ahead of that game tomorrow On Hamilton Ackies though Gordon what it's shown as well and other clubs have been through this it's not just the challenge of can you get a team out on this on Saturday you know that's what we dealt with with St Mirren at the weekend there's more to it than that Aki's had to cancel training today The football operation stops The place gets deep cleaned They could be playing tomorrow night Now we know, we know they're not But you know, let's say mm-hmm. there was a midweek fixture and, and this was their final preparation Or say this happens later in the week Or the fact that you take any day's training away Is, is harmful to, to the preparation So Roger mentioned it It's the most infuriating phrase ever the new normal These are the types of obstacles That football clubs Are going to have to learn To overcome I, I think we're going to find Gordon unfortunately That probably The biggest percentage Of clubs are going to go Through this This season um, Hamilton are doing The right thing You're right It's not ideal For preparation You look at St Mirny They go last Friday night And got a goalkeeper in For a Saturday game um, It's just The way things are Just now We've got to just Keep fighting against it We've got to keep Working together uh, unfortunately it's not ideal And uh, you see Hamilton today And hopefully You know they can get about their business So over the next couple of days Maybe Friday Get pre- preparing for a game against Kilmarnock But every club And uh, I am with Roger a little bit You talk about When the lower clubs start back The Premier League clubs Tend to have big squads So for instance If there's two or three missing On a on a Saturday they can They can get away with that you even look at St Mirren, okay, we'll talk about it later, three goalkeepers missing, but they get an emergency loan in. But when you go down the lower leagues and it's the part-time players and going to work and everything in, involved, they don't carry big squads. So all of a sudden, if an outbreak of four or five players, then you might not even have a team to uh, compete well, with. Well, I mean, listen, ask Mark Wilson how many players he will run with at Breaking City this season. What, what Theoretically, does what could he be going with a squad of? Uh, I don't think any more than about 18 Yeah, so we're talking Four positive Covid tests perhaps So that brings mm. them down to 14 That's assuming nobody else is injured Nobody else is suspended Nobody else is, is out for any other reason Does mm-hmm. I, I think the authorities are going to have to be Extremely flexible and fair to clubs When they're dealing I th- with I think everybody's like just got to deal with Roger And I know that, the, the, as I say, we'll get plenty of Talk about what happened with St Mirren And people will agree People will disagree It's just the way things are My my positive on it is simple Wasn't that long ago I didn't think we'd be in the position of starting the league yeah. So at least it's a positive <laughs> But we've got to realise that There's going to be hiccups along the way And a couple of the issues that have yet to be answered About Hamilton because we don't know the answers But last Thursday or Friday When the St Mirren story broke Anakin Linus tested positive But Arminsky had to go into self-isolation As a precaution Because he had been in direct contact Training with the other two goalies Mm -hmm. Now this to my knowledge Is three outfield players at at Hamilton Aggies So what happens to their teammates? Are are some of those teammates Going to be treated the same way Peter Arminsky was? Are they going to be directed into self-isolation? And what happens Three days down the line The tester on Monday Brought three positive tests they test again on Thursday, Gordon. What happens if it's incubated in more of those players between the Monday mm. and the Thursday? You know, how many players would have to be out 
before the fixture becomes in jeopardy. Well, remember UEFA issued guidelines a couple of months ago, yeah. and it's thirteen is, is yeah. their number. That's not, as far as I understand it, it's not hard and fast. I don't think, and obviously each individual league, you know, would would have the right to, to do what they want within their rules. But that that was that was the guidance from UEFA. And thirteen is the number. Do, how far do you go down? I watched Aki's at the weekend for Super Scoreboard. Great win at Livingston. The winning goal was scored by an eighteen-year-old. Mm-hmm. They had another 18 or 19 year old in Reagan Mimno Outstanding In the middle of the park A young laddie in the bench Called Daryl Meekle For the first time A lad who'd been on loan In Linlithgow Rose Next off that Aki's production line How far down that Aki's production line Would the SPFL make them go? Well at a premiership level And nothing simple But it should be as simple as Whoever is in their bubble Because you can't start dipping into No The youth academy The the youth academy If they're not part of the testing protocols Mm -hmm. But but whoever is Then then that's how far you could You could dip down You'll look at the Premier League clubs Will be running with Easily over 20 players In that bubble gone So uh, we'll need a lot Before that really becomes Mm. But this is the battles That we've got to fight And it's going to just go At the end of the season And we've got to be prepared for that But we're going to hear from Neil Lennon and Jim Goodwin Very soon on that topic And others Let's do this first though Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Beat the Pundit time Gordon DL was dreaming Of getting beat on Beat the Pundit According to some of them when, On Twitter When we caught you napping In the office earlier You are awake though And you're ready for tonight's Beat the Pundit It's 0141 951 1025 You come on here You get as many questions right as you can If it's more than the Pundit The sign ball And the bragging rights are yours It's that simple But the lines do close at 7 o'clock So please be quick Tackle the headlines 0141 951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger and Gordon are here waiting for your calls 01419511025 We kicked off debating the Alfredo Morelos incident from the weekend No retrospective action to be taken against Ryan Edwards of Dundee United Is that the right or the wrong call for you? Keep them coming After we play Beat the Pundit though We're going to hear from Jim Goodwin Still very disappointed uh, to say the least about what's gone on regarding St Mirren in recent days They will play Celtic tomorrow Neil Lennon feels that football has to just keep going Keep plugging away And keep getting the games on Or we'll never finish the season What's your own take on it? 01419511025 And we could be speaking to you As well as hearing from Neil Lennon And Jim Goodwin after this Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football you know, People always say to me How many people phone up For Beat the Pundit Every night The line Light up And it's been on for a few years now And sometimes we come across people who've played before But there are still people who've never ever played Have saved it up for years Who shout at the radio at home And think that they can do the business James and East Kilbride is one of them Tonight is your night James Well I've just realised Who's on the uh, the pundit team So it might actually have been the wrong night to phone <laughs> yeah, up to phone, be phone bang Wednesday James <laughs> He's going to hang up. Don't, exactly. Please don't do that. We had a, we had a. No, I don't no, think no. it was a hang up. We had a technical difficulties last night. But James is here. He's loud and clear. If it's heads, don't worry though, James. Roger Hanna starts on minus one. Mm. Um, and if it's tails, you play Gordon DL, who doesn't. Let's find out. <laughs> and it is genuinely tails. There you go. Look at that, Gordon DL. It's tails. So you're our best boys uh, against James and East Bride. You're happy with that, James, aren't you? I like mods now. I like mods. <laughs> oh, good, James. Eh? <laughs> Boy. Oh, oh see right. if I beat him He better hang up quickly <laughs> Right I'm going to give Gordon some Clyde 2 to listen to That's fine Just make sure they're nice and loud On his headphones So that he doesn't know What your attempts are James 
Uh, I'll put 30 seconds on the clock You're going head to head with Gordon Anything else you need to know? No Good man Your time starts now Who did Hamilton beat on Saturday? Uh, Livingston Which side did Lauren Shanklin leave Dundee United for? Uh, leave for Dundee United, sorry uh, He left Air United And what year did Tommy Burns become Celtic manager? It was 1997 Who did Seville beat in this year's Europa League final? Pass Who was Kilmarnock's top scorer last season? Uh, Chris Buck From which club did Rangers sign Ryan Kent? Middlesbrough uh, Okay let's bring Gordon back Gordon can you hear us? Yeah I can <sighs> You better be on your toes yeah, tonight boy yeah. Let me tell you You ready? James got one Right okay Who did Hamilton beat on Saturday? Uh, Livingston Which side did Lauren Shanklin leave for Dundee United? Air United In what year did Tommy Burns become Celtic manager? This will be uh, good 1991 Who did Sevilla beat in this year's Europa League final? Past come in Who was Kilmarnock's top scorer last season? Uh, Profi From which club did Rangers sign Ryan Kent? Uh, Liverpool How many Champions League titles has Jose Mourinho won? Three Okay James, what do you think? I Always think I'll phone up on a Thursday night next time. <laughs> Please tell me. <laughs> Please tell me. You like you liked your odds at the start, yeah. James. Is it is it more difficult when the, the clock's ticking and the pressure's on? <laughs> ah, it's just because you know you know, isn't it? Uh, you know, you well, know. listen, you got off to a good start. Hamilton did defeat Livingston on Saturday. You both got it. That's uh, um, where it ends for James. You both know. You got Air United and Lauren Shankland as well. Tommy Burns became Celtic manager in 94 I should have known that Cup final Was it in the cup final? We could play the cup final right <laughs> Ah 94 yeah Was it 94? Oh my goodness I should have known Watch that Watch help him out seriously um, Who did Sevilla beat in this year's Europa League final? It was Inter Milan Nah I still wouldn't have got it You watched it I remember you speaking and about it I did it. watch it but I still wouldn't get it uh, Kilmarnock's top scorer last season Chris Burke was a It was a good guess oh, as far as wrong, wrong guesses go James It was Eamon Brophy Hang oh. up now mate From which club did Rangers sign Ryan Kent It was Liverpool Gordon goes to Where did Gigi go? Middlesbrough <laughs> <laughs> uh, however You are a oh, oh, Fully paid up member Of the Jose Mourinho fan club He's only won it twice Not three times I was thinking next year 2004 and 20 He'll be out of a job But then surely no, not He's a man Can so? me watch it tonight again All or nothing um, And that's the way it ended I'm afraid James You got off to a good start Two on the board straight away But then you fell away And Gordon DL finished strong Four to him And two to you James Hardlines well done, Gordon. James, well done. Try, try phone up on a Sunday. The programme's not on, mate. Aye. It's all right. Uh, listen, uh, when, when I've had 70 years' experience in the game, then I, I'd know as much as <laughs> Well done, James. Fair play. That was James in East School Bride at Clyde SSB on Twitter, 1419511025 on the phones. Let's see what people are saying about you on Twitter, actually, just to, to, to make James Be feel a bit better. champion. Uh, because we put we put a picture of you sleeping in the office earlier on producer Dan stitched you up and uh, we asked people to, to guess what you were dreaming yeah. of. Hope James um, phones in is in the bubble. 
<laughs> so lots of people uh, Scott Fleming There we are Says probably still Dreaming about his screamer From all of two yards With that big red beak Against Celtic In the Coca-Cola Cup final yeah, okay. um, My nose always comes into it somewhere you're, get, you're getting a bit of stick I must admit yeah. right. Jay says Dreaming of one day He might take over From Simon Donnelly And be the Mushrooms Number two <laughs> <laughs> we can call him gaffer Absolutely no chance uh, Richie says <laughs> Quite simply Pork scratchings Richie must not think You're in good shape Pork scratchings Gordon Gordon You know well Pork scratchings Are not The number one Snack of choice At the moment mm. Oh yeah he's, he's been banging on Boring us to tears About his love of magnums During oh, the break hasn't Magnums he? are good um, what else have we got there? Yeah, you're you're getting absolute. Dogs in, in a in a nice gentle. I mean, there are some Photoshop no compliments at all. There are some photoshopped efforts that I wish I could unsee. Um, oh. Someone appears to have photoshopped your face onto the iconic <laughs> image of Susan Boyle um, <laughs> in her first ever Britain's Got Talent edition. I don't know where that one's come from. What about this one, Roger from Burt? I certainly can't describe that one. <laughs> On a family show um, No compliments no, whatsoever Very veiny I'm, ah, I'm a bit <laughs> upset with that But I'll just have to take it And uh, Blair says What charity shop assistant Am I going to hound the Mora for a freebie? <laughs> <laughs> it's very very hard You just simply had your eyes shut The way I do I was Con- stretching my back Concentrating yeah, on the answers Roger, To beat the pundit Don't let him away with that I walked past him three times He was out for the count uh, In the yoga, office mate. He, he normally doesn't sleep Unless he's got his blanket it was yoga I had to do it for my hip It was yoga Right 01419511025 Let us know what's on your mind St Mirren have been Hitting the headlines Over the last couple of days um, Of course due to play Celtic Tomorrow So we're going to hear from Jim Goodwin and Neil Lennon And we want to hear from you Give us a call um, Jim Goodwin Says he's yet to hear from The SPFL On why the game Was allowed to go ahead On Saturday The St Mirren boss says Forcing them to play Showed a lack of leadership Whether any other club Experiences what we experience With you know Their whole goalkeeping department Being you know Not able to play Will remain to be seen I've got no doubt That clubs and That will have Two or three players Test positive And you've got to get on with it I, I can understand From the SPFL's point of view That they don't want to be Cancelling games Every single week But I think there needs to be or well, it should have been prior to Saturday uh, a rule in place that you know if this kind of thing happened to the goalkeeping department, then there has to be special dispensation as far as I'm concerned. You know, if it was the shoe had been on the other foot uh, and Hibs were in a similar situation, I would have been very understanding of it and I would have um, had no problem whatsoever with postponing the game. I'm aware of how difficult the, and how congested the fixture list is as well. But, you know, there was no issue with replaying this game 10 days from Saturday. That's the disappointing thing, you know. And I think, although the rules are put in place by FIFA, you know, I think every organisation has got its own, you know, can make their own decisions at key moments of time. And I think this would have been one of those moments where you would have hoped for a bit of leadership from the authorities and somebody to use a bit of common sense. Yeah, flexibility. I mentioned it in the first hour of the show. The authorities, whether it's the SPFL or the SFA, depending on competition, Gordon, are going to need to be flexible during the course of this season. Um, we would be naive in the extreme if we thought St Mirren and Hamilton Ackies were the only two clubs in the Premiership that were going to lose players because of positive tests for COVID-19. This is going to happen throughout the course of the season until such times as a vaccine is discovered. Um, look down the leagues and an athletic... Reported four positive tests tonight. 
Um, Hibernian have lost a player because of a false positive. Aberdeen have had, I believe, three positive tests, one very early in pre-season and then two after the Rangers games. Other clubs will be hit with this. We don't know when, we don't know whether it's tomorrow, next week, next month or the start of next year. But we would be naive and the people at Hamden would be naive to think this isn't going to happen again. They need to be flexible and they need to help clubs out. That's fair and I think everyone's got sympathy for St Mirren. Just to try and look at both sides of the argument though, Roger. Is the ability to sign a goalkeeper on an emergency loan is that not flexibility? Is that not the flexibility yeah, you're asking yes, for? Yes, it is flexibility. And fair play to Hearts. I heard Jim Goodwin saying it in the show on Saturday night. Thank you, Hearts, for loaning them Bobby's Laval. Um, there hadn't been a great relationship. It was discussed by Fraser and Hugh on the show on Friday night between St Mirren and Hearts. So if Hearts had turned round and said, no, you're not getting any of our goalkeepers. No, no, I'm sorry. How long down the line would this have had to have gone before the SPFL stepped in and postponed the game Would they have needed to have played Jamie Langfield Would they have needed to have played Sam Foley An outfield player in goal Because I tend to think if you get to a situation where No disrespect to Jamie, I like the man But a 40 year old goalkeeping coach Or the club captain who's an outfield player When you have to play either of them in goal You're beginning to affect mm. the integrity mm. of the competition but, but, but they didn't know and is, is that is that an important thing to remember? In that, yeah, in this instance, yes. But when I'm talking about flexibility, you know, w- would they have given them till noon on the Saturday? No travelling Hibs fans. No reason why the game couldn't be put off at noon on Saturday. You know, they, they did well St Mirren to get Bobby's Lamal. Yeah, and Hearts did because well they had to a limited give them pool to choose from because yeah. it had to be someone who was tested. Hundred um, percent. All right, let's bring in Chris in Govan and see what he makes of it. Hi, Chris. Right, well, um, hi, there, uh, hi there, Gordon. Hi. Well, well, what I'm saying about this, this St Martin thing is, right, great that they got Bob Lizzo Marlin, right? But to be honest, that, that happened for two reasons why that game was played. A, because the SPFL don't want a fixture pile-up because it's a condensed season because of the Euro Championships at the end of the season. And also, that happened because St Martin's a small club. Nobody can tell me that if that had happened, if that happens in, in October... Celtic or Rangers lose their three starting goalkeepers, right? So if Celtic lost Barkas, Bain, and I think in the in the backup to uh, Bain, right? The, uh, Connor Hazard, sorry, that that game is going to be uh, that that game will mm. go ahead, and Celtic need to play, say, Chris Julian in goal. What are you basing no what, what are you basing that on, Chris? Well, what I'm saying is right. You cannot physically turn around and say that, that if that happened to Celtic, Rangers, or Aberdeen. Mm. That, that that they would be forced to play with an outfield player in goal. No, I, I understand the point you're making. I'm asking you what you're basing that on. What what makes you so sure? Because I'm sure you would acknowledge that you don't know. I know people act like they know, but but you don't. So what? what... No, but what I'm saying is, if if, if, that, if that happened in October, mm-hmm. and you try to say that the biggest game in Scottish football, no. Celtic Rangers, they would have to put an outfield player in I, goal. I'm not trying to say not trying to say anything. I just I'm keen to know what you're what you're basing that on. Well, what make, what makes you say that? I'm, I'm basing that on the fact that. Basically, you cannot have the biggest game of the season basically have an outfield player in goal because it would it would then right. basically it, it would make Scottish football a laughing stock. Well, would would the game? That's not what happened here, though, is it? An emergency goalkeeper was signed. Bobby Lamal was signed, and he played. They got an emergency goalkeeper in because, I, and I'm I'm, I'm actually glad Sutton did get an emergency goalkeeper in because if that had happened and and Hibbs had maybe maybe I'm not saying they would have I'm not saying Bobby Lamal um, and uh, Sam Foley or Jamie Lanfield would have conceded four or five goals but if they conceded four or five six goals and at the end of the season that comes back mm-hmm. to St Mungo down yeah. because of that one game 
Is, is that not then yeah, bring the of whole course. season into? You know what I mean? I, 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 I totally believe that that happened because they don't want a fixture pile up because there's no real games. There's no real three weeks because of Scottish Cup from last season or Betfred Cup, whatever. You've still got to play the 38 league mm-hmm. games. I think that's happened because they don't want a fixture pile up because they've already got a fixture pile up because they need to fit in the Celtic Aberdeen game and they also need, well, Celtic Simmons Wednesday, yeah. but they have to fit in the Celtic Aberdeen game plus the Scottish Cup, then the Scottish Cup this year, plus you've got your four clubs still at the moment in Europe, so there's no real three weeks. Yeah, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I was just trying to get to the bottom of Chris's argument. Uh, Roger, see, when you're from when you're from my part of the world, of course there is a perception out there that the, the wee teams get it harder than, than than Celtic or Rangers, and this would never happen if it if it was the big two. I th- I just, it's just one of those things we'll never get well, to the listen, bottom of. You asked me on Saturday, and I said, you know, we spoke about Ryan Stevenson three years ago and Bobby's Lamar this time. And there's a perception among some people, oh, it's okay, it's only Raith Rovers, oh, it's okay, it's only St. Mary. And I said, the SPFL will have a difficulty next month if the three goalkeepers who are out because of positive COVID tests are called Barkas, Bain, and Hazard, or are called McGregor, McLaughlin, and Fuff. Um, it would be harder, I would suggest. By October 17 To find a goalkeeper At the 11th hour Main transfer window Is closed Yes you can bring in Emergency loans But clubs will be Less likely In a situation like that When a window's shut To start loaning out Goalkeepers On an emergency basis But surely now Right I know we've had The hypothetical As it, this wouldn't Have happened for, but, but now now that but, it has happened The president's set now yeah. The president Has been set so, now So should so we forget About that stuff the, So the if SPFL have now Effectively said If this happens To Celtic and mm-hmm. Rangers 24 hours before the Old Firm game They'll need to get an emergency yeah, goalkeeper They'll need to get an emergency goalkeeper in Or you're going with a Christopher Julian and Connor Goldson in goal Yeah I can't uh, Look everybody's got sympathy for Jim Goodwin St Man. We all, all appreciate that There's no doubt in that Gordon My opinion on it is The emergency loan's there For what it says It's an emergency And it was And unfortunately for St Man, The three goalkeepers were down Where I differ is I've no problem with what happened the weekend with the game being played. I think the game should have been played. But where my uh, problem lies is if they could not get an emergency goalkeeper in and they have to play an outfield player, then I don't think mm. the game should go ahead. The rules are there for to get the emergency keeper in. And I think if they get him one, fine. They've got a goalkeeper. And you can argue whether you think the, the goalkeeper's better than the second, third choice or well. It doesn't matter. They've used that emergency loan They've got a team able to play the game So the fixture has to be fulfilled But I do Would have real problems If the turnaround says Like Roger said there about uh, Sorry Wraith Rovers, Ryan Stevenson Mm -hmm. That's a nonsense Chris makes some very good points Roger About fixture congestion though This season we're already going to be up against it We don't even know what the winter's going to look like We don't know more importantly what this virus is going to look like Yeah Um but as Jim Goodwin alluded to in the interview we just played you, there was a there was a space next week as far yeah, as he was concerned. Week. Why could it not be played next midweek? To then flip that back in its head again and, and look at the other side. Can is it perhaps because if you call this one off now, and then the virus gets worse, and then it eats into the three dates down the line? You know, is is this about trying to find some sort of consistency? Although there was potentially a free date next week. Um, well. I think we go back to there was a free date next week. Um, the deeper we go into the season, clearly there will be less 
free dates to work with But at the minute there was one So there was no reason the game couldn't be shoved back As Dad says all wells, mm-hmm. you know, all's well that ends well They got Bobby's Lamal But they may not have got Bobby's Lamal And what does that say about the competition? If, if this was a foreign league and, and teams were having to play outfield players and go We'd be laughing at them yeah. We'd have I, a slot in the show saying Look at these people I get that I wonder how much time we should spend Talking about something that didn't happen though Is that is that maybe taking it to the extreme And I, I do get it You're right It would have been farcical but, I couldn't, but, I, but, I couldn't but deny next, that The thing Gordon now is You're right but the thing is, the next time it might happen, and the precedent has been set, the SPFL can't go back now and change things. They've said, this is the rule if players are affected by COVID. So when it happens the next time, whoever it happens to, might be Ross County, might be Livingston, but it might be Celtic or Rangers, this is the rule. This is Neil Lennon's take on the more the, the positive coronavirus results that we're seeing in Scottish football. He says we need to keep following protocols and, and keep trying to keep matches on. These things are sometimes out of people's control, um, and I hope that the, the people involved, you know, are okay. And it's probably just something that we're going to have to sort of live with as we go along and, and put up with. And um, you know, thankfully for us, uh, you know, we've got another round of testing and all negative, but. Um, it may only be a matter of time or, you know, we're trying to do everything right, but sometimes these things can happen and it can be out of someone's control. So, yeah, we're just going to have to, you know, get on with things. I don't know what advantage would be gained by, you know, stopping things and then starting it up again later on. I don't know how feasible that would be to start with in terms of fixtures and the way the calendar set out. And um, I don't think, I'm hoping it won't be necessary, you know, unless there's a deluge. And you know the it gets out of control, but at the minute, you know it seems to be, you know, in conjunction with a lot of other leagues around the world. You know, you know, we're getting a few sort of positive tests, whether they be here in Scotland or England, or as you've seen with countries in the international games as well. A few of their players been away, picked it up, but we you've got to carry on. We must keep it going. I think it's vital that we do. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. What do you think? We've got a game on our hands tomorrow. We're going to hear more from Neil Lennon. He's in the market for a left back as well, and we've got a good question for Gordon Roger coming up next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Keep the calls coming. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. I've got a question for you before we hear from any more of the managers. Uh, since ninety eight seven of Scotland's clubs have faced sides from the UK or Ireland in European competition. Name the latest player to score for each of our clubs during those fixtures. So you'll have a bit of a think about that one. Since 98, seven of Scotland's clubs have faced sides from the UK or Ireland in European competition. Name the latest player to score for each of our clubs during those fixtures. Anything you want cleared up? What uh, about... We spoke, I saw him on Saturday and we spoke about him earlier on. What about David Templeton of Hearts? Against? Liverpool. Yes. Magnificent. I'm going back to the couch, I think. So seven against. Now I'm then going to see Tony Watt. No. Same game. Watt got the fourth. Then somebody else got the fifth. This is the Glen Torren game recently. Yeah. Who got the fifth goal for? I'm sitting here with two Motherwell fans. Come on, help me out. Here, well, I'm boy. not going to tell you. And he won't. He won't be able to. Who got the last Motherwell goal in the five 
one game against <laughs> Glen Torren. Tony Watt crossed in, did he? Tony Watt got it fourth. Tony Watt made it, did he? Who scored that goal? Uh, I wasn't Callum long. Lang. Chris Long. Long Chris Long Yes yeah, Right good start That's two down Five to go It's a bit of a, a thinker that one I know they all are But there's a bit of detail To try and sift your way through So since 98 Seven of Scotland's clubs Have faced sides From the UK or Ireland In European competition But named the latest player To score for each of our clubs During those fixtures Let's hear it uh, Let's speak to Stuart and Bayliss And hi Stuart Hi there uh, Just about the league Um See with call offs, etc., etc., the mm-hmm. league could last forever. This is a COVID league. We need to accept things. Whether it lasts to next August or no, things might happen. I heard the boy talking about uh, the, the SFA's protocol or the SPFL's protocol. Everything changes every day, and it's the same will happen with football. If we can get through the season, but no as a season, and just keep it going as long as we can in these, 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 these times. Then play it to finish. It might take a lot longer than up to May. It might have to go into the summer. And I think we'll just need to deal with it because nothing's going to happen overnight. So I think it might be a long, long season. But not just Scottish clubs, British clubs, European clubs, European football, everything. It's just going to take an awful long, long time. Is that the way you guys see it? Just short, um, to, to sort of paraphrase is... You know, saying we need to take it on the chin where possible, Roger. Is that is that fair? Well, I don't really see what any choice but to do that. Um, and it's not just in football; it's in any walk of life. Um, COVID nineteen has changed society forever. Um, and football is only part of that. We've seen it all season. We saw the way last season was brought to a premature conclusion. Um, Daz is right. Daz made a good point earlier on. It was a few weeks ago. He didn't think. The 2021 season would get going um, Fortunately the Premiership has International football has We keep our fingers crossed That next month the Betfred Cup The lower leagues will get going And then two Scottish Cups If you like this season mm-hmm. So at the minute There are little obstacles En route The St Mirren obstacle The Bolleyball and Golly obstacle The Aberdeen 8 obstacle Today we've got the Hamilton and Annan positive tests Obstacle So we need to try our best To get over all of those obstacles Without, as Neil Lennon said Any interruption to the season And we're going to have to be flexible And we're going to have to adapt As these obstacles mm-hmm. are placed in our path I mean Stuart, with no real bias Or, or interest in it You're, you're not a St Mirren fan um, You're not a Hibs fan Do you think that game should have gone ahead at the weekend or not? Well They make the rules but well, every every day you watch a telly and the rules change for pubs, weddings, funerals, etc., etc. And I think I think the football authorities should be a bit. They should be on the ball as well, saying, "Well, I'm sorry, this is what's got to happen." One minute you're allowed eight people, next minute you're allowed six people. So they should be keep being kept up to speed. I don't think. I, I I think there may be a wee bit in the doldrums. They should be really on top of it all and saying this is what's happening. But we will update you every other week when certain things happen. The thing about it is, is the, the it's, obviously it's the fact that they're goalkeepers. If there are three outfield players, you're not having this discussion. So should we have a specific goalkeeper rule or guideline in place that if all your goalkeepers are wiped out, is that is that what we're, is that what people well, are looking uh, for? Listen, I think the rule is in place. The, the rule allows emergency, you to get an emergency, emergency yeah, loan. Yeah. The, the problem we're going to have, the deeper we go into the season beyond when the transfer window closes, is what happens if 
the clubs are timed out Clubs just can't find an emergency goalkeeper Will the league allow fixtures to take place In the top flight in Scotland Our blue ribbon division Will they allow games to take mm-hmm. place Without field players in goal Now we inevitably in this show Always look at the title fight How's it going to affect the title fight Between Celtic and Rangers But things like that could equally Affect a relegation battle It could equally affect you know, Top six, bottom six A, a race for a yeah. European place For me, if you allow a situation Where in the top flight in Scotland A team has to play an outfield player in goal Then you are hitting the integrity of the competition Why are UEFA not seemingly as bothered About the integrity of competitions as you are then? I don't know, maybe they put me in charge of UEFA I'll take Daz with me Oh, that's good, we're in there but they should ah. be seriously, Gordon. Mm-hmm. They, they mm-hmm. should be. You can't. Yeah, but, but they're not, though. And you know, and I just wonder if you know we've got this sort of obsession about you know how how daft we are and and how backwards we we do things here. The UEFA guidelines that are in place say that if you can field a team thirteen players, and if not, you forfeit the match. Now, I, I'm not saying that I agree with that. That does obviously sound quite harsh, but it's there, we, we, and that's we UEFA. Don't. Yet, when 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 we abide by that, we're ridiculous for doing so. Is that? But U- UEFA. In the large part Are only bothered about the big teams I watched Chelsea last night Gordon Chelsea have now got 28 players And and that's before you, you, you get down to the kids And Frank Lampard admitted after the game He's got too many players So Chelsea could sustain losing Half that number And still play They've got goalkeepers coming out mm-hmm. of their ears All these teams All the big teams and all the big leagues Have goalkeepers coming out of their ears and In Scotland Which is what we are mainly concerned about here That's not the case St Mirren had every single goalkeeper in their squad Unavailable for the game at the weekend And only by good fortune And the hard work of Jim Goodwin And the good grace of hearts Were they Roger, able to solve the situation In your opinion the game should have been off Is that what you're saying? Ha, ha, yeah, you ha, that, yeah. Had St Mirren not got Bobby's no, 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 I'm talking. If, if the, there was the a situation game. where Either Jamie Langfield or Sam Foley Had to play in right. goal In the Premiership on Saturday The game should but, not have been off But, but based on what actually did happen Should it have been off? No, but right. right. There's an emergency loan put in place for that, and I'm with you, Roger. The game, I, I, I know that St. Man weren't happy because they lost the game, and I understand Jim Goodwin's uh, opinion on it. But their emergency loan put in there for the reasons being, and I think Stuart's right. We're going to have a difficult season if we can even finish this. If the other hand, if there was no goalkeeper, emergency goalkeeper there mm-hmm. to play an outfield player, I'm not having that. But I think we've got to try and keep going as best as we can, Gordon. Seeing a purely practical level in terms of how clubs go about this, Roger, it's fairly obvious the goalkeepers all got it because the goalkeepers worked together and they, they were in close contact with each other. Yeah. That's, that's the way goalkeeping training is. I mean, it's yeah. something that's done from amateur football all the way. You know, goalkeepers train together. That's how they've caught it. Is it is it ridiculous to suggest that maybe in light of just how serious this got, that... That has to be looked at and, and maybe if it is such a specialist position And you're worried about that That, that you keep them apart Or is, is that just taking it too far? Listen I, th- I think teams Neil Lennon touched on it today Teams are going to have to be clever They're going to have to have Contingency plans in place And if one of those contingency plans is Separating your goalkeepers during training To try and limit the chance of this happening again Then that's maybe something they're going to have to do Gordon is the, I know it's not Ideal, I know it's not practical And by the way, I hope that's not construed as Somehow that St Mirren's fault Far from it But no. I just mean having now learned from it Is, is there anything that, that could be done on that front? Or is that is, is it such a 
Is it such an unlucky instance for St Mirren that, that we wouldn't need to bring goalkeeping I, I, specific I, I measures in? I just think in? it's unlucky, Gordon. I really do because you're talking about can you go and put your three goalkeepers away over there and let them train themselves? But if you're working on a game basis, you've got to bring the goalkeepers into practice at some time. They've got to be in contact with other players. They're in dre- Okay, you can split the dressing rooms up. Of course you can. Change that around a little bit. But if you're going to prepare for a game, preparing for a game at this level of football includes your goalkeepers in that setup. Whether you're working in a back four, whether you're working in different ways of attack, your goalkeeper starts attack, your goalkeeper, you know, ends the opposition's attack. So you've got to bring your goalkeeper in. So I don't think the case of saying, right, okay, we're now going to separate and put the goalkeepers in a separate bubble Mm -hmm. with the goalkeeping coach. I don't think that's really the way to go Here's a, a pertinent question Thank you by the way to Stuart and Bayliston Appreciate you getting in touch Stuart Hopefully we'll catch up with you soon uh, Token Jesters on Twitter Roger he says Clear something up here please Who decided that St Mirren's third keeper Couldn't play V Hibs Because I understand He's now free to play against Celtic tomorrow no. And something isn't adding up And that's true Peter Orminski sat yeah, out of the weekend And he is. Th- there is an explanation for that Now I listened to the show on Friday night When you were on with Fraser and Hugh And did you not read out something That said it was in line With local health authority regulations yeah. In the workplace Because Peter Orminski had been exposed To working with Linus and Anik then he had to self-isolate for a period of time. And I think those local health authority regulations then say if he subsequently passes the next COVID test a number of days later, which I believe was yesterday mm-hmm. and he has subsequently passed it, then he would be free to return mm-hmm. to work. That's pretty much it. And I know it, it's a, maybe a bit of a grey area. It's, it's difficult for people to understand because we, we're programmed now to thinking, well, if, if you've been in contact with someone who's got it, then you isolate yeah. as well. And, and that that's fine. And by the way, keep doing that. Don't don't take my advice um, um, that, that you can flo- uh, flout that. But St Mirren's statement on Friday night basically confirmed... Um, that they've been dealing with yeah, the, the local health authority almost as well um, And Peter Orminski was left out as a precaution Not because he was isolating for the 10 days or the 14 days But it was it was just a precaution um, I don't think we should forget Roger That behind the scenes this You know there was there was input here from Like we say from health authorities From the National Clinical Director's Office, you know, there was yeah. there was a lot there was a lot behind the scenes. I'm not to say you have to agree with the outcome. It is sometimes complicated to get your head round. People were speaking at the weekend. Why wasn't the Sunderland game off? The Celtic and Aberdeen games have been put off. That was Scottish government intervened to take that decision. That wasn't an SPFL decision. So we're now at a time in football, Gordon, where it's not just the SFA and the SPFL who are offering advice or. Putting rules in place Scottish government involved Health authorities involved Jason Leach And the National Clinical Director's Office Are involved These are just the times in which we live And, and the quicker we all get our heads round it the better Right Since 1998 Thank you to John for sending this in by the way And don't forget every night We put one of your questions to the pundits And see how good their knowledge is So if you want involved The address you need is fulltime At Clyde One. Dot com. Thank you in advance John says since 98 Seven of Scotland's clubs Have faced sides from the UK or Ireland In European competition Name the latest player That's the key bit Name the latest player to score For each of our clubs During those fixtures For instance um, Mark has sent one in And it's a good shout But I don't think it's the latest one Mark O'Brien Right what have you got You've only got David Templeton and Chris Long so far What about when Aberdeen played Burnley But I don't know who scored Did McGinn Oh you should remember it Oh, oh, overhead kick. Uh, 
Ferguson. Lewis Ferguson, well done. Um, Celtic Man City, Moussa Dembele. Oh. That's the one Mark O'Brien's gone for, and it's wrong. Oh, Roger. You're not very good. Trying to think who scored. Who else scored? This is going to sound out of a film I had. Did Kieran Tierney score? He did. It was not him. Have Celtic played a team from the UK or Ireland more recently than that? Oh, that would be your Champions next, League qualifiers. That would be your next go to. Ah. Who was it? Who was it? Celtic would play Linfield and Lee Griffiths tying the yeah. scarf to the post. I think you might have to just guess a few players from that team. It's not a it's not an obvious kind of standout. Oh. I don't mind steering you in the right direction. He's no longer there. Scott Sinclair. Patrick Roberts. Nope, nope, nope. No longer there It's a good one that Okay I'll give you a bit To think about it Neil Lennon Sibinovic. No Neil Lennon says He's in the market For a new left back He's also hit out uh, At some comments About Shane Duffy's Move to Celtic We'll hear them next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. So one four one nine five one one zero two five. Still time for you to get your call in. The guys are going about their business on this teaser. Uh, just let me remind you, as always, if you want to hear your question on the show, it's full time at Clyde One dot com. John did that tonight, and he says since ninety eight, seven of Scotland's clubs have faced sides from the UK or Ireland in European competition. Name the latest player to score for each of our clubs during those. Fixtures You're doing not bad You've got Lewis Ferguson Against Burnley David Templeton Hearts against Liverpool And Chris Long Motherwell against Glen Torren We've got Stuart Armstrong Celtic against Opposition Linfield Yes Linfield Well done Stuart Armstrong Three to get What about When Kilmarnock lost To Kona's key nomads When uh-huh. Alessio oh. was man- Did they score in Wales Eamon Brophy Brilliant They did But it wasn't him It wasn't Buck. Brophy uh, the other one uh, Mackenzie Just to save you naming The full Kilmarnock right, team I'll okay. tell you that he's, he's a goal threat But it's not A likely goal scorer Stuart Finlay Yes Well done Right oh, two to get What are you thinking About Rangers then Because they've obviously you know Been in Europe Since that time Have they played UK or Irish opposition they played Manchester United In the Champions League Can't think They don't think They scored Correct They didn't So played Could we be going Irish back team? I remember Dick Advocat's first game as Rangers manager was a UEFA Cup qualifier mm-hmm. against Shelburne. So your memory I, is unbelievable. I remember that, that game. No, you don't. That is the game. Where, where was it played? It was played. He doesn't know. Save this answer. It, it was played at Prenton Park in Birkenhead, home of Tranmere Rovers. Wow. Mm-hmm. Shelburne led 3 0 in the game. Rangers come back 1 5 3, I think. Who scored the fifth? That's what you need to find out. Was it Giovanni Van Bronckhorst? No it wasn't I'll give you some time though You've only got two to get on this Let's hear a bit more from Neil Lennon He says he's in the market for a new left back After volleyball and golly sealed a move to Turkey at the weekend uh, He's also having a bit of a go at Former Republic of Ireland defender Gary Breen's comments For saying Shane Duffy was risking his international career By moving to Scotland Yeah I mean uh, that's just uh, someone who doesn't know the game up here I could give you a list as long as you want of players who have come up here Today, they on the better things or had a great career while they've been here. So I think Gary's comments are totally unnecessary, unfounded. There's no sort of substance to them whatsoever and, you know, completely wrong. I think this will be great for Shane's career. I think it will be great for his profile. I think it will make him a better player. 
and that means a better player for Ireland as well. Neil, since we last spoke to you, Bolly's gone off to Istanbul. Um, has that accelerated your need to get left back covering? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it means there's a, a vacancy there now that needs to be filled. Mm. So, yeah, we are looking in, in that position. Is that something that you, you'd be able to fill maybe this week? I mean, you've been linked, I think, with Ben Davis at Preston and with Dotti at, at Charlton. Are those two names viable? It's just speculation at the minute. You know, if it's the right fit for the club and the the team and the squad and it's within the financial sort of uh, budget, then, you know, we will look to do that. In terms of names, you know, I can't give you any at the minute, obviously. I've got a bit of a thing, John, who's on the line. I just can't believe every time we, we, we fall for these and, and we take the bait when people who know nothing about our game slag it and, and put it down. Um but fair enough, Neil Lennon right there to, to defend Shane Duffy's move up here. What did you make of him at the weekend, John? I thought he was absolutely brilliant. But the first half hour, even the first half, he was a bit shaky. Obviously, I just first time I played the guy. But I think he's the kind of guy, as Hugh uh, said last night, he'd went in the trenches, you know what I mean? And I think he'll actually pull, I think he'll put a wee bit of hardness into you, Julian and I, hopefully, you know what I mean? <laughs> Gordon, you saw him in, in person. Yeah. You made the long trip to Dingwall. Hope you had a lovely day out, by Good. the way. Yeah, um, what did you make of him up close? Uh, I disagree. I, I didn't think he was brilliant. I thought he got off to a slow start, which is natural. He's away from home, playing with uh, you know different players, new players, uh, and the system that they've not obviously practiced a lot, Gordon. But I do think the second half, he started getting the pace of the game. He's certainly going to be a threat. He's going to score a few goals. There's no doubt. When you see his goal against Ross County, there's only one winner. His determination, everything was absolutely brilliant. I think he'll be a very good signing, Gordon. Uh, but I think it will take him a few games to get to know the, the Scottish game, the speed of it, tempo, get to know his, uh, you know, his fellow uh, players, which is natural. But I think uh, I don't think he was brilliant. I think that Celtic. I said it in in my commentary that first half I thought, and even Neil Lennon agreed. They were very slack, they were slow, they went in leading 2-0, but Neil Lennon said they gave them a bit of a hard time in the dressing room. They responded brilliant to that. It takes time. I think he will be a positive signing for Celtic, but I didn't think he was brilliant on Saturday. One of the callers, Roger, said, and I, I should credit him, I can't remember the name, said it was a Ron Seal performance. That Shane Duffy did exactly what he says in the tin, you know, particularly with the goal. It's kind of what people expect him to do in opposition boxes. Yeah, um, I don't think Christopher Julian was expecting them to shove him out the road <laughs> so he could get to the header, but um, it was a positive impact from him. Um, he will get better for the experience, I'm quite sure. Um, don't know Gary Breen, we like all these outspoken um, pundits, if you like. He obviously wasn't listening to Super Scoreboard on Saturday, but she was teaser not named the 10 Republic of Ireland internationals to have played for Celtic <laughs> in the last 10 years. So clearly coming to Glasgow is not going to have an adverse effect in any shape or form. On Shane Duffy's international career Stephen Kenny knows all about Scottish football He knows all about Celtic And he will continue making Shane Duffy The captain of the Republic of Ireland team um, Shane Duffy will do well up here He will score goals I still think there's a mistake in him um, And I still think he's to settle in Alongside Big Chris And the other <laughs> Big Chris mm-hmm. um, But I, I think he'll be a good addition for Neil Lennon John you heard Neil Lennon there Talking about being in the market for a left back It's not a secret I mean Ball and golly Even if he was there um, Wouldn't have been playing But now he's gone There is only Greg Taylor There's not even that Johnny Hayes comfort blanket Who you might throw in there So How important is it Celtic Move on that quite quickly? 
And I need a, a left back in as soon as, you know what I mean? But you see, I, I agree with Gordon there, and that's what I said, the first half hour, even 45 minutes, but uh, I mean, I think five nothing flat, Celtic and Saturday to be truthful with Gordon. But see, I, I think what I was quite impressed in Saturday was the big goalkeeper, that was his best game for us. I don't know, maybe he's sat to settle down now, Gordon, do you, what do you think? Yeah, I think um, Neil Lennon praised him as well um, after a game. I think that was just to give him a bit of. You know, a wee confidence booster. Good managers do that. Um, you, you're, you've won five nil. Uh, you've got a clean sheet, so you're you wouldn't really as a manager be concentrating on your goalkeeper. But Neil Lennon made sure that he said after a game he thought his goalkeeper was uh, terrific, played very well. And he kind of alluded to the fact that he wished he hadn't had to say that. Yeah. that he said something like the goalkeeper played well, but. We'll, we'll we'll look at that or something along those lines. Uh, because Ross County actually created a few chances, Gordon, and probably could have scored. But uh, well done to the goalkeeper; it, it kept him out. It takes time. There's new defenders in there, a new way of playing. They're playing obviously with the back three players that have never played together. I don't. I don't think they need a a left back. I would say they need a left wing back, and I think there's a difference because I think that looking at the personnel Neil's got. I think most of the games he's going to play with a three at the back because it allows him to get the two centre forwards. In, in an ideal world, though, do you do you get someone who can do both comfortably, and then it gives you that flexibility? Yeah, but I think you get someone like, say, for instance, people will say that Taylor, Greg Taylor, is a left back, but can play as a left wing back. Well, I don't think he's put it this way. He played James Forrest as a left wing back mm. in front of Taylor and. Yep. Saturday that whether but you've got to look at the bench Christie was out as well and people like that so uh, they've got that much of a squad I just think they need someone that's a natural left wing back for me with the system that they're going to play Roger any of the names been mentioned are they the ones you would expect to be Celtic's new left back or is it someone we've not heard of yet um, Celtic's new left wing back I left back I, left I wing back Celtic, I think Celtic will push hard to say Alfie Doughty from Charlton because he's not a left back he is more of a left wing back He's more of a forward going player Celtic have mm. 70% of possession in every game That's the type of player they need in that role Get Forrest back onto the right hand side I think Frimpong and Taylor for me are fullbacks. Alright thank you very much That was John on the line 01419511025 And let you write it down for tomorrow Because we're out of time uh, Two more to go on the right, teaser on, the Rangers, Since 98 Seven of Scotland's clubs have faced sides From the UK or Ireland in European competition Named the latest player to score for each of our clubs uh, since then in those fixtures So you've got Lewis Ferguson, Aberdeen Stuart Armstrong, Celtic David Templeton, Hearts Stuart Finlay, Kilmarnock Chris Long, Motherwell You're a Rangers one Still to go Gabby Amato Nope Rod Wallace Nope Midfield player No he was a forward And he wasn't Jonathan Johan Yes oh, a Great never, shout that never I Against that. Shelburne he, he, he in He was one of the answers last night as well In the 100 cap club wasn't he He was Well enough yeah Right last can, game can Played, you, played up the road for you at Fir Park Mm-hmm. Where? Gretna 1 <sighs> Derry City 5 He remembers everything this guy Same man that scored in the cup final Who scored in the cup final for Gretna? Uh, uh, Skelton Gavin no. uh, Skelton? Aye No, no. Uh, Ryan McGuffey No ah! <laughs> Are you sure? Ryan's his first name Ryan Oh can I swore it Ryan McGuffey McCord It's a more exotic sounding name than McGuffey McCordo mm. Baldacino, I pronounced that properly. Oh, oh, oh I take that back. I could have sworn it was Ryan McGuffey. You're fifty percent of the way. There you go, Ryan. We'll just call him Ryan. Riser. Right. Thank you, Roger and Gordon. That was uh, very busy. We're back tomorrow at six o'clock with Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy. We'd love for you to join us. Please do. Thanks for all your calls. Callum Gallagher is up next. <laughs>